All right, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hit it, Jimmy. Here we go. All right. Some guy in the comments was talking about how this song sucks. We're going to leave it on extra long today. It's going to be long. Listen, it's who we are now. It's part of us. All right. Tell me when. I like this. All right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of King of the Court. We are your host, Tyler, and we got, who's this guy over here? Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Oh, real quick. We actually have a website on my tylerloon.com that we have uh, swag. We have shirts. And yeah. guess what they say? Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. We have yes. a shirt that says Mr. Mr. Nobody go, on, on go my website. One. So check it out if you want to get a Mr. Nobody shirt in honor yeah. of Jimmy. I'm in. I'll wear um, one. Yeah, awesome. We're going to get going, uh, but first and foremost, we'd love to give a shout out, a big shout out to our sponsors. Who's our first one, Jimmy? Our first sponsor is the Pickler. Who are they? The Pickler. Well, there's. I mean, the Pickler is a conglomerate. The Pickler um, indoor pickleball facilities, the primetime pickleball facilities in the country. I saw a couple other pickleball facilities open this weekend. They're nothing compared to the Pickler. Let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, all the courts are championship courts at the Pickler. Top notch, nothing better. And they have an e commerce platform. They have an e-commerce so platform. if you need any balls, bags, paddles, yes. anything pickleball related, go there. They're going to have it and use code KOTC to save yourself a little bit of money. And it supports us and also them. And yep. you're going to get a great product. Picklershop.com. Yes, use code KOTC. Our next one is our longest, uh, long-time standing sponsor, Crown Pickleball. Yeah, we're big Crown fans over here. <laughs> I'm not where, oh, I forgot the Crown hat today. But listen, we love Crown. Um, so true story. I uh-huh. went and played this weekend. I think it was Friday or Saturday night and pulled out a crown. We played for two and a half hours. Still using it from Still, what? Yeah. Five, six we, weeks we ago. We got a three pack of crown yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And we are still using the same ball. Yeah. If you guys are sick of cracking balls and having balls go out of shape, go check out crown pickleball. This is what they look like. Beautiful. They they have holes. Um, (laughs) If you use code KOTC, you're going to get the best price, uh, $8.99 and I believe free shipping. Yeah. Crown pickleball. Um, I I love them. Honestly, truthfully, like nobody even knew that it was a crown that we were using. So just that's, that's the best compliment that I can give. And they, they don't break. They don't break, yes. All right, next we got Mod Balls right here. They did send us some the last few weeks, so we are all stocked up, ready to go. Um, yeah. By eating these, you're going to feel healthy and have that energy needed to sustain you throughout the day. So check them out. They're very healthy, like I just said, and they're good. Uh, use code KOTC at checkout to save yourself a little bit of money and yeah. try a great product. Jimmy loves them. He eats them with ice cream. Yeah, listen, I like Mod Balls. He likes Mod Balls. And last but not least, we got Vulcan. Vulcan. Tell us about Vulcan, Jimmy. Vulcansportinggoods.com. Check them out. They have the top paddles on the market. They actually have new paddle releasing August 24th. The 700 series technology that nobody has seen before. It's called high track. Don't look right here because it might be on that paddle. So some people have seen it from our previous videos. Yes. High track surface. (laughs) Listen here, let me tell you a little bit about this real quick. So you see these surfaces that are like gritty, right? Like they have that sandpaper feel, I guess would Mm -hmm. be the best way to describe it. 
This is something different that's proprietary to Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the surface is just a little bit different. It's going to give you more pop, more spin. Check one of them out when they, you know, call your, whoever your Vulcan rep is, or just buy one on Vulcan Sporting Goods or hit me up on Instagram and check them out. Because honestly, I think that they're going to change the game. And Tyler, you've been using it for a while, right? I've been using it. The spin, like you said, is great. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, with a lot of other paddles, that spin, that sandpaper feel, it wears off fairly yeah. quickly. With these paddles, I have yet to have one wear off. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that they would last at least six months to a year or so. Yeah, yeah. There's... So it's a pretty interesting technology. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Use code KOTC at VulcanSportingGoods.com or reach out to your local rep or Jimmy will hook you yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually Vulcan rep, by the way, just saying. So There you go. Send him that commission. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. Big weekend. So huge weekend. Massive. Uh, we were in, uh, where were we at? Uh, Fountain Valley, Fountain Valley, which is right in OC yeah. and near Newport. Yeah. Um, previous years, this was at Newport uh, Tennis Center, yeah. but they switched it to a new location. The Los Cabs. Uh, Los, right? Cab. Los Caballeros is oh, the full is that, name. Is that the full name? Yeah. Is it Caballeros mean? It's like gentleman or something like that. It's is like it? sir. Sir. Yeah. Okay. Well, also the home of Mary and Maggie Brasha. Yes, I believe. And Hayden Patrickwin, I think. Yeah, they all train there or teach there. Yeah. 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 So big PPA tournament. Um, they had yeah. over a thousand uh, players competing in it. Yeah. Um, great draw. Most of the pros were there. There's still a couple that are kind of taking their vacation or time off. Yeah. Um, but I think those pe- those players are kind of starting to play come back. back. Yeah. yeah like Catherine in. wasn't there, right? Yeah. Catherine wasn't there. And I feel Andrea Coop wasn't there. Yeah, Coop wasn't I there. feel like there's She's a probably couple. still hung over from that. Um, beer city open. Probably. That's a lot of work. She puts into work, it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, let's do the recap. Yeah, um, recap. and we'll get into it. We're going to talk about some stuff on the recap. Cause, uh, this was a wild weekend of pickleball. It was lots of upsets. This is where I really wish they would have had betting this weekend because had they had betting and pickleball, well, one, the house would have made out, but there would have been some crazy upsets. So we'll go men's singles. We'll just go in order. Real quick. Let me give myself a shout out. Yeah. 2020. Okay. California Open. Do you know where it was at? Los Cabs. Los Cab. I believe we were the very first tournament to or organization. That was the California Open hosted by Tyler Loon, yes. right? Yeah. So I think we were the first tournament to go to Los Cab. Yeah. And finally, three years later, they were able to convert multiple courts. So I think they yeah. have around, I think you told me around 39. 39. So I watched the video with, with the Brashas and they had them walk through and do like a little, a little tour. Mm-hmm. 39 dedicated courts. Yeah. A hot tub. Yeah. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. Um, they have like a little catwalk even, I think. Yeah, over some of the courts. Over some of the courts. Yeah. Like it's a cool facility. Yeah. Like, yeah. The awesome. the the actual location is kind of weird. I mean, the the venue is beautiful, but you're like surrounded by these like concrete apartments. It's like kind of oh, industrialized, really? commercialized. Interesting. Uh but the venue, the loca- the courts are pretty cool. How was how was the parking this time? Awful. Really? Awful. Always awful, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, these PPA tournaments, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem. Okay, they, but you know what's gonna be you know who has the worst parking in all of who you No, TOC. They have like four spots in the entire Brigham city. I would imagine they'll open up more this year, this year, go on like the baseball field or something. Maybe, but it was yeah. like, you had to walk like six miles last yeah. year. Anyways. All right. Okay, to- recap men's singles. Wild day. We're going to start with the biggest, I would say the biggest up. Well, there's <laughs> a lot of upsets, but Yates Johnson 
beats Ben Johns. In what round? 16 or quarters? 16. It was second round. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So first of all, I saw that they had 91 men signed up for singles. Yeah. 91. That's honestly fairly average now. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So, I mean, the, the qualifying points draw was bigger than. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, yeah, Yates ends up beating, beating Ben. Um, in two. In two. And not even really close. 11-7, 11-6. Mm-hmm. So, he knocks Ben off. Huge win. Um, I mean, you know, I like Yates. Mm-hmm. But I think Do you? The, no, but I think he's the lesser of the Johnson brothers. <laughs> Let me say this. Hunter singles is, better than singles is different than doubles. Let me preface everything with that. Okay. Singles is different than doubles. I agree, but Hunter's better than Yates at singles. Both too. of them are good singles players. I don't know, but Hunter's better than Yates. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think yeah. Yates, and Yates, I think, was a fourth round challenger. Well, pick. I know uh, Hunter had match points on Ben. I think at this tournament last year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I and mean, they're great singles players. Yeah. Both of them are great singles players. Yeah. But yeah, Yates had the big win. Um, did you watch it? No, I actually didn't see. It. I didn't, I, they didn't. Oh, it was on a off court. Yeah, of course. Why yeah. would they? Yeah. 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 Cause they thought Ben was going to cruise. Right. Yeah. Um, but the match right after that, that I did watch was Tyson McGuffin, Christian Alshon. Okay. Okay. And those two have a little bit of history. It seems like, yeah, at least think they both have massive egos. And uh-huh. when you get two huge egos on one court, you're going to butt heads. Yeah. And they were chirping and there was a lot of trash talk and Christian came out and he rolled Tyson in game one. Mm-hmm. It's like 11, three wasn't even close. Tyson looked like a shell of his former self. <laughs> um, and then Christian in game two came out and he was hot and he was mm-hmm. playing well. And then Tyson kind of started to battle back. And then that game was insane. I think that game was 15, 13, 13. I saw the score. Yeah. yeah. And Tyson ended up winning that one. Christian was pissed. Like, I mean, He's just fired up. And then game three, Tyson ends up winning game three, 11, five. Um, there's a couple challenges in that one that, I mean, just, just two dudes with massive egos. That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. And two really competitive guys. Too. Yeah. And so after the match, Christian goes and sits down and they tap paddles, but it was one of those like, you know, roll your eyes, paddle taps. Mm-hmm. Christian goes and sits down and Tyson follows him, walks around the net. Now, somebody argued with me that this isn't called following, mm-hmm. but I think this is the definition of following. But Christian goes and sits down on his bench, and Tyson goes and walks around the net also to Christian's bench. I would uh-huh. assume that's called following. And then they start kind of chirping at each other some more, mm-hmm. and then they end up you know, walking away walking away from each other. So who knows so what, what was, was said. said? Nobody knows. That's the problem. I don't know what was said. So even Jimmy, with all his sources, he tried oh, to get a little bit of information yeah. in. Everybody, I got plenty of other quotes from Tyson later on. And everybody seems uh, to be pretty tight-lipped. And so yeah. we don't know what was said. Yeah, um, so we're not sure. But there was some sort of argument. Christian sent out a tweet later that he said he told Tyson. I can't remember what it said, but he ended up deleting it. But I think so he, he got he a told, screenshot right yeah, away. He said something stupid, you know, just a Christian tweet. But <laughs> um, so, yeah. So anyways, that was an interesting match. But then Tyson ends up losing um, to he actually ends up losing to Gabriel Joseph. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about yeah, that's this. the semis in the semis. Yep. So Gabriel Joseph wins gold. Mm-hmm. OK, we'll back up here. Spoiler Gabe, alert. Spoiler alert. He wins gold. But he didn't just win gold. OK, mm-hmm. let me just give you the rundown of who he beat. Uh-huh. OK, Pablo Teas. Connor Garnett, Yates Johnson, Tyson McGuffin, Federico Staxrud. 
That's not, dude, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Baby Karyos, as he likes to call himself. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a hell of a run yeah. to get through those five dudes. Yeah. What do you think about his outfits? I mean, listen, <laughs> he is, what's the word? Flamboyant. <laughs> I mean, do you like good for him? He's bringing it. He beat fed and straight I think, games. I, I mean, his, his outfits are whatever, but what throws me off is I think it's his socks. He wears no show socks. Yeah. Most of the players, they wear the crew socks. Yeah. And to me, it just looks a little bit different with well, the no show well, socks. If you're going like crazy outfits, don't you go crazy socks too? Like, does he need a stance deal? Let's give this guy some, <laughs> a stance deal. But yeah, he was the 24 seed. Yeah. So I remember Gabe Joseph. Let's talk about this because you've obviously, I'm sure you've played against him plenty. I think I've played against him three times in singles and he's won two, I think. I've won one yeah. or two of the times. So like, I remember 2019, maybe 2020, he like, you know, he was getting a few podiums. I think he ended up getting bronze at the US Open. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was always in that five, six, seven range. Yeah. And then he's kind of disappeared. Yeah. Where did he come from? Like, what's he been doing? Uh, I believe he teaches tennis and pickleball. Okay. And so he plays a lot of the tournaments that are close to him in California. Yeah. Um, he doesn't travel too much. His singles is by far his superior event. Yeah. Um, he hasn't well, done. Not only that. So first of all, he beat Fed 11, 6, 12, 10. Uh-huh. Do you know what? I want you to guess what Gabe Joseph's doubles rating is and what his singles rating is. I'm, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be accurate or not. His singles probably 6, 3, and then doubles 5. His singles rating is 6.86. Wow. Which is monstrous. It's big. Yeah. His doubles is 4.6. Four, 4.6. Six. Four, six, yeah. I am better at doubles than Gabe Joseph. No, you're not. No, I am. No. I am. The numbers don't lie. I am better than Gabe Joseph. You are not better than Gabe so, Joseph. So listen, Gabe, if you want to play a four or five tournament with me, hit me up, bud. Four or five men's, let's do this. <laughs> I mean, I'll wear the socks. Just let him rip winners. Yeah. So, yeah, big win for Gabe. Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I I mean, we're seeing upsets every week now. I think, and I've said this for a long time, but in men's especially, especially in singles, I think you're going to continue to see new names out there. Yeah. It's so difficult for these top guys. I think Ben is still by far the best player, and he's going to come away with most of the The gold. But he's still going to get upset or lose every once in a while. Yeah. Well, then we saw, I mean, we saw last week was what, Ryan Eveloff? Exactly. Exactly. And they're new old names, right? But in singles, you can get hot. Yeah. But I'll tell you that, I mean, Gabe Joseph, that is not an easy road. No, no. Like he went through everybody. No. I mean, the only guy he didn't really go through was probably J-Dub, mm-hmm. who ended up winning bronze, mm-hmm. beat Tyson in the bronze. Yep. Um, I think it was, it was 211, 11, 5, 11, 4. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was men's singles. Congrats to Gabe, his first PPA gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, flashback to 2020. Yeah. So then women's singles okay. got wild. All right. So women's singles, we... The, the draws are, listen, no Leia, mm-hmm. no Catherine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the draws are a little bit, I mean, Mary Brasha was the two seed. Mm-hmm. Not that Mary's not a good player, but Mary Brasha is your two seed means it's a, I'm just telling you it's a weak field. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll just, well, you know, we keep it real. Mm-hmm. So in the quarters, Hurricane, Tyra Hurricane Black, uh-huh. fan of the show, been on the pod, check out her episode if you haven't. Yep. Yeah. She ends up facing Annalie Waters. So for people that go ahead, people that don't know this, her very first tournament ever, mm-hmm. ever back in March, mm-hmm. her very first game she ever played was singles versus Annalie Waters, and they put her on center court. Yeah, 
And she didn't even know what side of the court to go on. She had to ask the ref, like essentially where to serve from, mm-hmm. what side she was supposed to. She didn't know anything. Did she fall down? I don't think she, well, she, not physically, but mm-hmm. mentally she lost 11, zero, 11, zero to Annalie. That was her very first experience in pickleball. Yeah. Losing 11, zero, 11, zero. So now five months later, she plays her again, quarterfinals, center court. I don't want to make any excuses because I think excuses are, but allegedly there's something wrong with the court. You played on center court. Was there a problem? There were a few weird bounces, um, but I mean, a lot of courts have those. Yeah. So Annalie and Tyra are playing. Tyra, let's analyze Tyra's game really quick. Tyra, she has a powerful overhead, but I don't think she has like crazy powerful strokes. She's not Annalie when she's ripping. She Mm -hmm. doesn't rip forehands. She doesn't rip backhands. It's more precision over power, I would say. Okay. But she also mixes up her... I mean, you played mixed with her. Mm-hmm. She mixes up her serves a ton. She has like this shortcut serve she hits. She yep. hit, sometimes she'll hit one deep. She mixes things up. She puts a lot of crazy spin on the ball. Um, and she just is really good at... She hits a lot of off-speed stuff even. Yeah. And she's really good at mixing mixing it up. She's a smart player. And that's kind of what she did with Annalie. And Annalie started complaining that the ball wasn't coming up, that mm-hmm. it wasn't bouncing. And you saw was her. Was this from the beginning or just? From the very beginning. It was uh-huh. like the second point of the game. It was okay. like point two. It's two zero Tyra and Annalie's complaining. And you saw her getting more and more and more frustrated. Um, and Tyra ends up winning. She ends up winning the first game 11-8. Mm-hmm. Annalie goes to the bench, sits down with her mom. It's pissed off. They're bickering with each other. Coaching. You know, coaching, but they were fighting. And she walks back on the court. And now she's on the other side. Mm-hmm. And Annalie, I mean, listen, smart, starts peppering that spot on the court uh-huh. that she was complaining about, literally hitting every ball to it. It's that bottom left corner. I mean, it happens to also be Tyra's backhand, and she's just peppering that spot, and she rolls through her 11-2. And honestly, that game lasted maybe 10 minutes yeah. or less. Like, just crushes her. So now you go to game three, and you're like, okay, Annalie's going to, she's going to roll. Mm-hmm. And... Tyra comes out and goes up and she's on the good side to start. Mm-hmm. We'll call it a good side, even though, like I said, nobody really complained about the court other than in this match. And Tyra goes up six zero mm-hmm. at the switch. They switch. She gets two more. I think it's like eight zero at this point. Annalie gets maybe one or two. And then you saw Annalie just slowly start to melt down mm-hmm. slowly. And there's been a million posts about this. There's been a million opinions she slowly starts to melt down. It's 10-3, I think. And she literally hits the last ball out. It looked like on purpose. Mm-hmm. Throws her hands in the air. Runs to the net. Mm-hmm. First of all, she takes her paddle. Throws it at her mom. Throws it. We're not going to... She didn't hand it to her. Someone said she handed it to her. It no, was a little didn't. bit of a toss. It was a toss, a throw. <laughs> throws her hands in the air. Tyra has this look like, what's happening? Uh-huh. Like Kind of like, well, okay. And then she runs off. Mm-hmm. Literally runs with her hands in the air. Yeah. Out off the court. What happened? Tyler, what happened? I think she needed to go to the bathroom. I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I've been there. So <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> I, have, I have actually, true story, I have thrown a game in a tournament that was close because I had to go to the bathroom. You never know. Right. But, okay. Listen, we're going to give her a a little bit of a pass because she's 16. Okay. And she's been in the spotlight since she was 11. Yeah. Okay. A, a little bit. But with that being said, mm-hmm. like that was wild. That was a crazy freak out. Yeah. That 
unfortunately it overshadowed what Tyra just did. Yeah. Handed Annalie only her second loss of the year. First one was Catherine way back in like March or February or something. Mm-hmm. I think it was in that first tournament. In that, that tournament, yeah, that, that tournament she beat her eleven yeah, 0 yeah. Hands her her first loss in however long. Um, Tyra's only been playing five months. Mm-hmm. Just beat the number one player in the world. Yeah, I think you got and, a little bit more um, perspective or info on that situation. Do you know why she was doing that? Yeah. So the the, the, the rumor out there, and Which, it, yeah. it actually makes sense. I'll be really honest. It makes sense whether it's true or not. It makes sense. Is that her mom was getting frustrated with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And her mom was telling her, was getting frustrated with her body language. Mm-hmm. And Lee was telling her, your body language is bad. Essentially quit complaining about the court. Quit complaining about everything that's happening. Just kind of. A mom being a coach and saying, shut up and play. Yeah. You're making excuses, shut up and play. And so she was kind of getting after her for her body language. Mm-hmm. And so after the match, when she lost, Annalie went over the top on her body language, yeah. being like, is this better, mom? Is this like, am I acting like a champion now? Like, yeah. and kind of went over the yeah, top. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I've played against people and they have fans there and they're just going nuts after every shot. And so sometimes I'll do that too. Just say, oh, good shot. And yeah. it's not that good of a shot, but their fans are going crazy. And so yeah, it and is so, understandable, but yeah, it so, was uh, interesting to, bro, to it was, witness. It was weird. Yeah. It was like, I mean, she's a 16-year-old girl, yeah. but it was like a teenage freak out. Yeah. 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 So. so, but props to Tyra. So then Tyra goes and plays Yana. Mm-hmm. She actually has to go and beat um, Lauren Stratman. Yes. That's what's crazy is after that, she still had to win two more matches. So she beats Lauren Stratman in the yeah. semis and then goes and plays Yana and beats her yesterday, championship Sunday in the finals. Okay. Um, I think it took, it went three games. First one was close. Tyra kind of blew the first game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then she went 11 8, 11 3. Um, so good for her first PPA gold. I mean, look, we watched her blow, blow it against Georgia Johnson at the BCO, mm-hmm. like literally led and had championship points and lost. Yep. She did it again. She had a, another good in women's her and Lacey Schneeman blew it, mm-hmm. but you knew she was there and she was knocking on the door. Yep. So to get, to get bust through and get this was awesome. Yep. Good for her. Obviously we're both fans of her. You play with her. Um, so that was exciting. The only other thing is, that I thought was interesting was um, Yana Newell. Mm-hmm. Her last three events, she's medaled in all three. What do you mean, singles or just Sing- all? In singles. Okay. In singles. Yeah. That's impressive. It is. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, yeah. is she pissed she didn't get picked for premiere? Yeah, I mean, one, once again, singles is different than doubles. Yeah. So MLP, they're obviously going to favor doubles over singles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I would imagine so. Yeah. I mean, did. Did the black bears make a mistake? Probably. Maybe. No way. Our women are freaking fire. You can't say anything. Yeah. Our women are fire. Nothing but fire. Our women are fire. (laughs) Tina Pisnick. Tina Pisnick. We're going to talk mixed and upset of the freaking. Be careful what you say. Dude. Listen. Okay. Anyways, good for them. Congrats. Hurricane. Check out her episode. Also, just real quick. Shameless plug. Tyler Loon. She was looking absolutely fire in that stack gear. She was, yeah. I and mean, a lot she, of people she, she signed about with it. a stack maybe three, four weeks ago, and um, I think this was kind of her debut tournament with was, stack apparel. I mean, those yeah. look at you wear stack when you play, you win gold medals, you yeah. come on the podcast. The women's line is really nice, yeah, really nice. Come on the podcast, you win gold medals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of correlation here. KOTC karma is real, yeah. Okay, so mixed doubles. 
Mixed doubles went like every single mixed doubles has gone this entire year. Ben and Annalie. Three years. Three years, yeah. yeah. Ben and Annalie beat JW and Georgia in the finals. Mm -hmm. Straight three games. I want to say straight sets for some reason. You said tennis. You didn't play tennis. I didn't play tennis. So that's weird that I want to say that. Um, The match I thought was interesting was the Newmans. Versus, versus Leia, Leia and Fed. Fed. That now, was a good match. Yep. So that's what I have actually yeah. is my best match of the of the thing. Really? Yeah. Of the of the tournament. Um, Leia and Fed took a big lead in all three games. They did. They were up in that third game too, yeah, right? And they're up in the yeah. third game too, like nine four or something. Yeah. And the Newmans are like cockroaches. Mm-hmm. And I mean this in the nicest way. But I actually like Lindsay. Riley's a clown, but I actually like Lindsay. <laughs> um, and they do not go away. They get a lot of balls back. They do. A and lot they of just balls make back. balls. And they and and I think that Fed, this is my my thought, because Fed and Leia lost a close match to last tournament to Matt and Lucy. Mm-hmm. And I think they lost 11-9 in the third in that one too. Mm-hmm. And Lucy makes a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. And Lucy digs a lot. And I think that Fed is not used to playing Riley yet or mm-hmm. playing mixed yet at this point because you could see a little bit of frustration from fed. Like when you hit three overheads in a row, fed's not used to his overheads coming back. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're not used to your overheads coming back, right? Normally. No. Yeah. And Riley and freaking Lindsay, they just dig and dig and dig and they do everything they can to stay in the point. Mm -hmm. And they were just grinding out points off of Leia and fed. And dude, it was 13, 11, 11. Sorry. It was 11, 13, Mm -hmm. 11, nine, 11, eight. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. And it, it was get much high, closer. high level. Yeah. I mean, great dinking, insane speed ups, tons of resets. And that was a quarters, right? That was a quarters. That was a quarters. Yeah. yeah, that was the best. I mean, that was, go back and watch it if you haven't watched it. That was one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I mean, all of them played really, really well. And yeah, Riley and Lindsay pulled it out and yeah. picked up the W. Um, and then in the... First round, second mm-hmm. round, six round to 16. Mm-hmm. We have Eric Lang, Sarah Ansbury against Elise Jones, Colin Johns. Okay. Elise and Colin win game one, 11 3. And then Colin goes down. Okay. With some sort of non contact hyperextension. Looked so, like they're saying it's a bruised Achilles. Okay. That's what, uh, yeah. That's what I thought. But the next day he was wearing something like kind of on his. Um, he had one of those knee things, yeah, right? Which I thought was interesting. And I'm no doctor, but I thought they would have put it closer to his actual ankle. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I mean, Dave Fleming mentioned 47 times that he'd been texting Colin. Uh-huh. Um, I think they're friends. I don't know. But uh, he said bruised. I thought I heard bruised Achilles. Okay. So Colin pulls out, mm-hmm. ends up shutting it down for mixed day. Take a step back. Eric Lang. Okay, so once he laid down. So Colin John gets this ball. He falls on the court. The point is still in play. Yes. And Lang, the savage he is. Absolute backhand flush right at Colin's face. I think it hit Colin's arm and then his face. I think he put his arm up. I think it hit his like leg, his his body. Yeah. Anyways, it hit Colin when Colin was on the ground. Yes. Colin is on the ground. I and mean, from the video, I didn't have audio on, but from the video, it looked like Elise almost laughed, yeah. like right from the beginning. But then they realized that Colin was actually hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, Colin, the problem is Colin went down like he got shot. <laughs> like he acted like he got sniped and he went down like he was dying. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the reality is Colin did Elise a favor because nobody wants to play mixed with Colin Jones. <laughs> but he got <laughs> Eric Lang was like, 
I'm taking this point. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fair play. I mean, if somebody goes down on the ground, especially if you don't know that they're hurt, I mean, you're going to hit it right at them. Well, yeah. And if you hit that ball anywhere else on the court, at least it's probably getting it. Yeah. She's probably diving over Colin. She's rolling around. Yeah. Rolling around, diving over Colin. Did you see that picture of her and women's doubles, her feet are in the air, like the wicked witch. Anyways, we'll talk about that. But, um, so yeah, Colin goes down, they end up having to forfeit, kind of gives Ben and, not that Ben and Annalie, but Ben and Annalie would have faced Colin and Elise yeah. in, the, in the quarters. So the big question is, does Colin retire from men's doubles? Does he? Would you have retired if you got injured? I, I think if it's that serious that you're not playing, you're not finishing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But let's put this in perspective. I mean, you're playing with Ben Johns, which he's the world's number one, which he's actually, his ranking's number two. Yeah. Um, but he's but covering. He's, he's, he's going to cover... Exactly. He's already, already with a healthy Colin is playing 85, 80 to 85% of the court. I, I think that Ben told him you're playing. I just need you to stand there. Uh-huh. And that's what he did, mm-hmm. but he seemed fine. You know, we'll talk about men's doubles, but he seemed fine. The majority of the time, except for when he hit a bad shot. It's I like the actually NFL guy think that it was maybe easier for Ben in some situations because when you have Colin there, I mean, they have so much chemistry already, but Ben knows that he's having to cover 90% of the court. Yeah. Whereas when Colin's healthy, you don't know if he's going to get 85 or 90, 90% of the court. And so yeah. Ben knows that he said, I'm going to take literally 90 to 95% of the court. Well, yeah. I mean, Colin was standing back mm-hmm. off the kitchen line, three or four feet to give Ben room. Yep. And so Ben could play. Yeah. It was yeah. almost, it was, and you're putting a lot of pressure on those opponents. Yeah, for sure. And it was almost a singles versus doubles type of thing. So um, it, just real quick mixed. So there was actually, and I didn't see it, but there was a crazy match. Spencer Smith and Yana over DJ and Judith Castillo. Mm-hmm. It was 14-12, Wow. I think that might be as close as it gets. Yeah. Which is wild. And then biggest upset. Of the tournament? Of mixed doubles. Tina Pisnick. Okay. My girl, Tina Pisnick, Black Bears, and Pat Smith over Julian Arnold and Lauren Stratman. It's a good win. Pat Smith's been picking up some dubs. Yeah. So they beat him 11-7, 10-12, 11-5. Okay. Pisnick is the real deal. I'm telling you right now, she's legit. Okay. Are you saying that as an assistant to the GM or as a... I'm saying that as someone who may be getting her coffee someday. (laughs) Okay, men's doubles. All right. What a day. What a day. Men's doubles is what the whole reason I want to do a podcast today. Okay. Okay. Here's first. Number one, we'll just J-Dub and DTF. Mm -hmm. Dylan Team Frazier, who's always DTF. They beat Ben and Colin in the finals. Okay. 11-6, 11-4, 10-12, 11-4. They made Ben... I mean, they had a strategy. They knew what it was. They knew Colin. They knew that. Here's the thing: Colin didn't seem that hurt to me in the men's in the finals. Okay. He seemed like he played normally, like Colin does. Do I think Ben took a little bit more of the court? Sure, but I felt like Ben was taking what he normally does, mm-hmm. and I just think that J Dub and Dylan were just going to move him around, mm-hmm. and they moved him around a ton. And you know, it's hard. It's hard to counter speed ups when you're fully stretched out the mm-hmm. entire time. And that's what J-Dub and Dylan So were they doing. just speeding a lot up? Yeah, they were trying to speed it up. They, I actually think I heard that they were starting to lob them. And were they? Yeah, so Colin got pissed at one point. 
Yeah, when he got lobbed. Gotcha. Did he yeah. say something or just? He just was, he's just calling, you know, he's an eye roll and mad. And then game point, by the way, match point was off the net. <laughs> and he was pissed about that too. Um, oh, that's but, unfortunate. But in one of the, in the court, I think it was in the semis. Was it the semis? Yeah, in the semis, Matt Wright turns to Colin because they played in the semis, mm-hmm. Matt and Connor Garnett. And he says, he said, Colin, stop talking shit. You're not that good. Uh-huh. Yells that at Colin. He yells it to Colin? To Colin. Wow. Which is kind of funny. And what does Colin say? He didn't say anything. What's he going to say? Because he's right. Because <laughs> Matt's right. Matt Wright was right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, yeah. So who, I don't know. J-Dub, Dylan, did big ben, win. Did Ben just laugh? Yeah, I think Ben just thought, I'll show you how good my little brother is. And then covered more of the court. His older brother. His older brother. I mean, yeah. 30. Yeah. What is he? 30? What's Colin? 31, 32? He's probably 29, 30. Okay. Yeah. Ish. Did you know they don't split their purses equally? I did not know that. That's the rumor that, that Ben makes Colin pay a little more. Interesting. Yeah. I'd do it. I'd give him a lot more. Yeah. I mean, you get a chance to play with them. You got to pay them. Yeah. Right? Pay to play. I paid that one time we played in that. <laughs> In that, ten dollars. In that ten dollars, yeah. yeah, best ten dollars I ever spent. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, I think the match of that, the best match, was Thomas and Julian Arnold over Riley and AJ. Mm-hmm. Went three games. Thomas and Julian won in the third, eleven nine. But let's talk about hot take. Okay, hot take of the day. Well, there's a couple of them. So since he dropped Matt and he made these cringy videos and he did all this stupid stuff and these dumb videos and made this big deal about it. Riley has been knocked out in back-to-back quarters. Okay. Okay. And he's played with Julian Julian and and AJ AJ. and he's lost in the quarters both times. Mm -hmm. Matt has played with Connor Garnett and Dylan Frazier. Mm -hmm. Okay. No slouches, no slouches, but he's made the semis in both without Riley Mm -hmm. and Riley's been knocked out on the quarters. Was Matt right? Actually the one carrying Riley Newman. Was he? I mean, the results don't lie, Tyler. Was Matt Wright the better player in that partnership? Was he carrying Riley? According to you, the results don't lie. I mean, he's got two semis. Mm-hmm. He's with two different partners. Not that Dylan's, but he's still. I think both of them have something different to offer. I think, I mean, this is very well known, but Matt Wright is probably, shock, shockingly, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's probably easier to get along with um, yeah. than Riley. Did you know that Tyson and Matt, when they played, so right after, so you guys played Tyson Uh and James Ignatowicz tapped out a little bit. No, no. James was great. He was tired and he tapped out. He He was, he was tired. Yeah. He needs to get on the treadmill. (laughs) Like (laughs) James joined me for my mile run. James, don't ever say anything about my health again when you're going (laughs) to tap out. Okay. Okay. Um, James was great. We have one more tournament. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. Okay, good. I hope so. I hope he's. Doing some cardio. Um, but Tyson and Brendan played Matt and Connor Garnett. Uh-huh. And I guess there was just chirping and they were just screaming. And it was mm-hmm. just a crazy intense match. But of course, nobody saw it. Because why would the PPA air any of the matches anybody wants to see? Mm-hmm. And I guess at one point, Tyson turns to Meg, his wife, and says, I effing hate him. And screams it. I'm talking about to Matt. Connor Garnett. To Connor turns To Tyson turns to the fans, his gotcha. own wife, and was talking about Matt and says, I effing hate him. Wow. Yeah. Wonder what he did. I mean, probably just being Matt. Yeah. Yeah. So they were just fighting, arguing. Anyways. Did Matt hear that? I'm sure everyone heard it. Someone, the person that told me was sitting there and they're like eight rows up. Everybody heard it. 
I'm, I wonder what Matt said to him because normally Matt sure. doesn't like that stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he yelled He yelled back, right? But <laughs> 27 straight podium finishes, you break up with Matt, Matt gets the two semis, mm-hmm. and you lose in the quarters to both Yeah. after 27 straight. Yep. Jim Kloss, you were wrong. Matt Wright was carrying well, right. Jim Kloss has been posting about, which he is true about the seating. The seating is very, very important. I agree with that. Um, so just saying they have different draws. I agree, but yeah, I mean, 27 straight. Yep. And now you're back nope. to back quarter. No, nope, man. Taking L's. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that, I mean, I think Matt's underrated. He is very good with his up at the net. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I would say his weakness is just his mobility, which he probably yeah. fully He's 47 admits. years old, yeah. right? Yeah. But his hands are great. Super soft, very strong. So fast hands. Yeah. His counters are great. His speed-ups are good. There's a reason Lucy's still with him after all these years. After all these years, yeah. Yeah. She, he's like 15 years older than her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about 15, but... No. Is he for, he's not 47. Matt so Ray is 46, 47. No, yeah. he's like 44, 45. Well, she's only like 30. Yeah, but... 15, 30 plus 45. I think she's, 45 older, minus I think she's older than 30. Okay, like one or two well, years. Either way, it's we'll, we'll get them to... Yeah. Correct us. Yeah. So anyways, that was, yeah, that's my, I mean, I don't know. I think Matt, so here's a question. Okay. Let's, let's get to the, if Colin is out for an extended period of time. Well, they're, so TOC is our next tournament, which is playing, next right. week, which they're already not playing. So yeah. if, if he was able to even just stand up, he should be fine. Yeah. I mean, that's another three to four weeks. He'll have to rest. If, if he was hypothetically, mm-hmm. who does Ben pick up? Um, Pick me, Ben. Pick me. Pick you. Yeah. Not right. Uh, I w- mean, would you drop? Would you drop whoever your partner is for Ben? It's tough. Probably not, because I'm actually I probably wouldn't because I'm on his MLP team, so we're kind of using this as practice. Oh, you and Hayden. Hayden, yeah. You and Hayden at TOC, right? <laughs> yeah. Who Big H? I'm yeah. pumped for Big H. Listen, yeah. Big H, bring me some knock around sunglasses to TOC, okay? Yeah. Big H is a stud. Okay, women's doubles, Annalee. Anna Bright finished their season undefeated. Yeah. Like, did they announce that they're done? Yeah. So they're done. So, so they, they won it. So they won it. They beat Lucy and Callie in three games. Mm-hmm. It was like 11, 11, 5, 11, 9, 11, 6. Wasn't yep. even ever really that close. Callie and Lucy tried to get the crowd involved. They tried to get pumped up. I believe that the word that Anna Bright called them was an obnoxious. <laughs> um, and then Annalie said something really funny. She said, I don't ever like getting the crowd excited. Like, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. But she does that every time she plays. So that's weird. People but, love her. Yeah. But don't say you don't when you do. Um, and yeah, they announced that they were done. They basically said that that was it. They asked Annalie about it. Annalie gave this big, long answer that didn't really answer anything and said, I don't like playing with the same people. I think it's fun to mix it up. I like playing with Catherine. I want to just keep mixing things up. And then she realized, wait, I played with my mom for five years and I played with Ben for three years. And then she said, well, except my mom, obviously. And except Ben, cause he's like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you're related to Emily, she doesn't want to mix it up. But if you're not, she does. Okay. Do you think there's any truth to the fact that she just doesn't want Anna Bright or Catherine, her two biggest competitors to get any continuity with somebody? I mean, has she said that publicly? No, but I'm... I would imagine so. I mean, wouldn't that... To some degree. It's smart. Yeah. Okay. Here's my hot take. All right. Another hot take from Jimmy. This is my... I I mean this sincerely. Okay. Anna Bright 
is better than Annalie Waters. She has passed her. And you're referring to doubles. I'm referring to doubles, women's doubles. Anna Bright is better than Annalie Waters. Yeah. Okay. She is past her. She is better. She, How are you gauging that? Okay. Let me just she tell is, you. I don't believe Anna Bright has ever beaten Annalie okay. in anything. But, well, let me just tell you a couple of things. Just, this is just passing the eye test. Anna Bright is much smarter. <laughs> okay. When they play, she's strategically, she's much smarter. Her counters are better. She has better hands. Annalie has more power. I will give her that. She has much more power and she seems to be gaining power every time I see her. Okay. She has way more power, but Anna Bright is way more skilled than Annalie. And she's been playing a short amount of time, but she also has 20 plus years of tennis. Yes, that's true. But she's just going to, I think she's going to get better, even better at pickleball. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. And this is why we may never be able to gauge it. Mm -hmm. Is Annalie's going to play with Ben? Mm -hmm. So she's, and she's going to have the best men's partner. Oh. Anna, unfortunately, is going to play with James. Not that James isn't great, but James is not Ben. Mm -hmm. So we'll never know on the mix side because yeah. I think Anna, she has Ben. And then on the women's side, yeah, if Annalie goes and gets Catherine, now she's it's one and three. Mm -hmm. And then Anna's going to end up with who? I mean, TLC, she's playing with Tyra. Yeah. But Annalie won't be there. So who can Anna Bright play with that would really give her like a legitimate chance to beat Anna? Her homegirl, Viv Glossman. Okay, Viv Glossman. I know that we've had some beef. I know that you've said some things because you didn't like what I said. I think Viv Glossman has all the potential in the world. She has a lot of potential. I think she's going to be really, really good eventually. Mm -hmm. But she's not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. But I do think Viv Glossman is the next Tyra. In that yeah. four or five months down the road, she's going to break through. Yeah. I think she's that good. I think she's going to be good, but she's not there yet. So in my opinion, I think Anna Bright has kind of two options. Either find somebody new and kind of train with them, work with them, everything mm -hmm. like that. Or find somebody who is known for being just a wall, just super solid. And then it comes to That's her right. to be the aggressor, to speed up a lot more balls okay. and be. So um, let me ask you this. Okay. Because Anna Bright, like the best way to say it, she doesn't give a shit. She rips. She's not scared of anybody when she plays. No, she, but she's smart. And she's, if she's missing, she's not going to keep exactly, doing it. Exactly. But she's smart. And so, and she's aggressive. So, like you said, if she has somebody that's that wall, mm -hmm. so who is that? Could that be? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you have Elise, Elise. you have Jesse Irvin, you yeah. have um, Vivian David. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Anna Bright, Etta Wright. Could work. I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have put them together just going off my intuition, but I mean. What about Anna and Lindsay Newman? That I could see because Lindsay is more of known for a wall. A defensive yeah. player, at least defensive player. Yep. So Anna has, she has one with Tyra. Mm -hmm. She's playing with Megan Dazon. Mm-hmm. These are all offensive players. Yeah. Although Tyra's defense actually. And it's hard to say. I mean, we can put all these pairings together, yeah. but you never know until they actually play. Yeah. I'm just curious who that is. Yep. So we know Leia and Tyra are playing all 2024 together. Mm -hmm. Is that team good enough to take down Annalie? And if they're on, I mean, they almost did, um, in, in, uh, San Clemente. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're, yeah. you know, and if Tyra keeps improving, that could be the team. Yeah. And then I think whoever Anna, and then obviously Lucy and Callie are still always going to be there. I mean, they just got to the championship yeah. Sunday. Yeah. What about Anna and Lucy? Anna Bright and Lucy. Yeah. That could be interesting. Lucy's, Both of them are fairly tall. Yeah, but Lucy's that right side queen yeah. too. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. 
I'm gonna, I'm you gonna never know until that. you experiment. And I think a lot more people are open to experimenting because I mean, truth be told, it's, you know who the top two teams are. Yeah. 100%, you know who, every who time. the top two teams are. Yeah. And so you're trying to knock those top two teams out. Yeah. It's I, not you're going for third or fourth or fifth. You're trying to take out those top two teams. Yeah, for sure. And that's why top and, one team. And, and obviously, you know, I just said, I think he made a mistake, but that's why Riley made that leap that he did. Right. He yes. knew he had to take a couple steps back to yep. try and take a couple forward. Right. Do you think he will start doing having better results? I mean, yeah, I think, I think Riley Newman gets to the quarters with anybody. Well, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's the quarters. Yeah, yeah. and that's where he's been. And yeah. so do I think he'll be better than that? Yeah. But here's what's weird, dude, is Julian and Thomas beat him. Mm-hmm. I still think that Thomas Wilson is the best option. For Riley? For Riley. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think Thomas Wilson's underrated. I like him better. And Julian's a clown. Like, let's be real. He's, and he, I think that guy just gets worse and worse. He's super streaky. When he's on, he's tough. Yeah, he yeah. he's insanely tough. Yeah, but, but he's streaky. But when he's off, him and Lauren lose to Pat Smith and Tina Pisnick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I get this question asked a lot: What defines a good player or somebody who's really good? And you know what answer I came up with? I don't know if anyone has. Yeah, I want to hear it. Show me their losses rather yeah. than their wins. Because everybody talks about all these players who have, oh, this potential, everything like that. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of people who are very streaky, and we've talked about it on this show. Very, very, very streaky. Yeah. But if you want my opinion on who's good, Ben yeah. Johns, he rarely loses to people he should never lose to. Yeah, I agree. So that's I, my opinion on what makes somebody truly great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that... Um, I think that dropping games to teams that you shouldn't lose to is, is huge. Yep. I mean, we see a lot of these guys that, you know, at one point were, were considered top players in the world. I mean, we could talk about AJ, we could talk about Jay Devilliers. We could talk about, you know, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of them out there and they, yeah, they're dropping matches, mm-hmm. you know, to guys that they shouldn't, they shouldn't lose to that. You wouldn't expect them to lose to. And so, yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's a, that's a really interesting Interesting way to look at it, right? Yeah. Because like I said, Ben is not, not, not show me your wins, show yeah. me your losses. Yeah, I agree. That's very prophetic. Yeah, that's, that's Wisdom. Wow. This guy. All right. Let's, let's hop around. So okay. everybody who knows me, I do not like the amount of tournaments that are out there. I think there's just too many. Um, I mean, as it stands right now, we're playing, if you wanted to, you're playing a minimum of 20 to 30 tournaments a year. Yeah. 20 to 30 tournaments a year, which that's is insane, a lot. dude. Um, and some people have started to voice their opinions. Catherine Pronto on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, she's been taking the past few weeks do you, off. Do you pay for X premium? No, but I've actually been considering it just because you're able to do longer tweets. Did you see the guy that his wife sent him a text that said, what the hell is this X premium? Oh, yeah. For? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Catherine Pronto, I'm on her MLP team. Great player. Brooklyn Aces. Uh, Brooklyn Aces, let's go. And she tweeted, or I don't know what they say now, X posted? No, they, they have something different. They called it... Um, I think it's post. Posted, yeah. Posted. I don't know. All right, she says... Twitter is better. I've gotten to invest a lot of time into focused and purposeful training in the past month on this break, and it's gotten me thinking about how different the level of play would be if there were more time in between tournaments to recharge. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think that's huge. I think it's massive. I had a talk with one of our good friends the other day, Jason Peary, 
who plays senior pro, absolute student of the game, probably watches and knows more about pickleball than, I mean, he's forgot more about pickleball than most people know. Mm-hmm. And his, he said that he thinks there should be fewer tournaments and more prize money. Yep. A third of the tournaments or cut them in thirds and triple the prize money. Yep. And I, I think so too. I mean, I, you know, I've talked to, in fact, I just talked to a couple of pros yesterday and they are burned out and yep. you just came back from a break yep. and they're already burned out because you know, it's, I mean, at 30 plus weeks, you're on the road, yeah. right? You're alone a lot of the times, you know, I mean, you know, maybe you have friends at tournaments, but the problem is, is I think it also, and you, you can speak on this a little bit. It's probably hard to hang out with people you're competing against, mm-hmm. right? You want to have this competitive fire. You want to beat these people. Clearly we saw stuff happening all over the courts with Matt and right when Tyson and Tyson and Christian. And I mean, Julian, you know, all these things, cause it's a competitive sport and people are going to talk trash and they're going to get fired up. And then it's like, okay, now after I'm done, I got to go hang out with these people. Yeah. Like hell no. Yeah. And so I think that's hard and I think it's a grind. And I think most of the time, a lot of these pros end up alone unless they're traveling with spouses or yeah. whatever. And people, so, yeah. people don't understand. I mean, there is money. There's a lot of money in pickleball, especially for the top five, 10 ish players. Yeah. Um, but we are still getting our hotels. We're still getting our flights. We're still getting our cars. We're still getting our food. It's not the. It's not like the NBA where the, we just show up and they have all the accommodations ready for us. Yeah. Um, we're still planning out. We're still planning lessons. We're still planning different sponsors. Everything like that. And so there's a lot more that goes into it than just showing up and playing. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I look back on is Ben Johns. He took what like four weeks off or something like that three or four weeks off like in March. Yeah. Or well, April. he's done a couple times, yeah. but he came back to Denver and that was some of the best pickleball I've seen him play yeah. because he was fully recharged. He was ready to go. And if these tournaments, I'm not singling out any one organization, but if they're wanting us players to have our best performance, yeah. then I think we need a little bit more time than one to two weeks in between tournaments. I'm actually more surprised that we don't see, I'm surprised we don't see more injuries like Colin Johns happen. I think you're going to see that in the future. I mean, yeah. with with the amount of tournaments we have and the intense play that is happening, yeah. I mean, as you said, there was 91, 96 players signed up for singles. And in the men's, at least, they are every single match is fairly close. It's yeah. fairly competitive. Yeah, for sure. Women's, uh, women's, women's by is the way, getting there. It is. 27 matches played in women's doubles. Yeah. Only six went to a deciding yeah. game. But that's my big spiel. I mean, I'm still going to play in the tournament, but I think... Oh, you're the Ironman other than Denver. Exactly. You missed one PPA ever. I, I think um, there would be a better product. I think there would be yeah. almost more interest because, I mean, sometimes I've talked to fans and they get sick of watching the tournaments. It's the same matchups every week. Dude, I have not... I Honestly, I probably saw a dozen people last at, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Maybe more talk about how much they hate Championship Sunday and how they don't watch it because it's the same thing over and over. And this Championship Sunday, at one point, there was like, I can't remember how many people, but they had a good amount of people on the stream, you know, where like, because it was different, right? I just look back to tennis. Tennis, they have four Grand Slams. Mm -hmm. And pickleball... I think they do have majors, but they, they're really not that much different than they other don't, tournaments. They don't sell it like a major, right? They give yeah. you more points, but... But the public the fans, doesn't really can, know. Can the fans name them? Probably exactly. Not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just look back to tennis. They have four Grand Slams, and then they have a bunch of these satellite or challenger or off tournaments, one-off tournaments. Yeah. Um, for me, a perfect number for tournaments would be like 
10 to 15 PPAs and then five or so MLPs. I mean, that's still close to 20 events. Yeah. That's a lot. That's half the year. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think that it's a lot. And I think that the fans, I mean, I think there's fatigue there from the fans. I mean, even look at the fans trying to play and sign up for the tournaments, right? TOC has 400, 500 people signed up. That's it. Um, because there's, I think there is fatigue there, you know, and and not only, not only about the players, the employees, the employees, too, the yeah. employees who have to set up, yeah. take down those LED boards yeah. that Pablo throws his paddle into. Yeah, that broke it. Those take forever to set up. Yeah. People don't realize that. Yeah, There's a I lot agree. more that goes into these setups. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a grind. I, I think that, you know, you guys are allowed, what, five to take off five a year? I think so. I mean, obviously, if you're injured, then, then yeah. there's more that you can take off. But I think um, most of the gold card members, they're allowed to take up to five. But it's, it's tricky because if you don't play, you don't get paid. Yeah. And then also you lose points. And yeah. so you're needing to play those tournaments unless you're a Ben Johns who has a million points. Yeah. Um, but even him, I mean, that might have been one of the reasons he chose to play is because he didn't want to lose points with Colin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know. It makes it tough. It's a... I don't know. I just wish, yeah. I just wish they would go a fewer tournaments. They'd be better quality, um, more prize money, just better quality talent, and you can advertise, market them even more. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, enough I, of me complaining about that. No, I, I agree with you. I think that it's, I mean, it's a lot. I don't think people understand. I think one of the PPA's way to counter things was getting rid of the back draw, but I don't think that the back. It's not the back draw. It's the travel. It's the, it's the grind of obviously, you know, I mean, really it's, it's a 30 weekends, not even weekends. You're talking Thursday to Sunday. And from what, from what I've heard so far, it doesn't look like next year they're cutting back at all on tournaments. Yeah. Why would they? Cause there's money. Yeah. But I still go back to the thing is, I mean, you could charge more, make them more premier premier premium. Yeah. I I don't know. Double up on sponsorships. Yeah. I agree with you. So uh, what else? Anything else? Or do you want to get into questions? Yeah, we let's, have, let's do some questions. Okay. I actually got some interesting ones. I'm going to right, pull what, up here. Do you want to read yours off or just kind of bounce off each other? Yeah. So we had quite a few people uh, writing in, which is great. Uh, like I said, we normally post these uh, questionnaires um, on Instagram, more King of the court, normally the day one or two days before. So Sunday. So uh, check that out. Yeah. So I have some, I got some interesting ones, to be honest. All right. Somebody said, what video games do you play? Do you play any, Jimmy? No, I actually don't. I'm not really a video game guy. I used to play Call of Duty back in the, you know, back in the day. Um, Madden. Yeah. But, I'm strictly Halo and StarCraft 2. So I play StarCraft on the interwebs. Oh, that guy, huh? Battle.net. All right. Somebody said, are there any other particular guests you want to have on? Jimmy? Who's so, on our list? man, I think there's a lot on that list that we'd love to have. If you guys have a guest that you would like to hear, reach out to us for sure. I really want to get Pardo on. Pardo would be great. Um, Do you know what he said to me last time I told him to come on? What? He said, I'll come on whenever Jimmy's not on. Yeah, see, listen to him. Pardo. I'm going to go <laughs> We need to get Pardo right here I'm in the middle. I'm going to sit by Pardo at TOC. We're going to hang out. We're going to become buddies. Pardo and I were great at the MLP draft. Pardo and I are like Travis Rettenmeyer. Will we ever be friends? Am I going over you'll there? Be, for... You'll be friends with... He's not like... That's that true. That's said. That's you'll be true. friends with him. That's true. We're not ever going to hang out. We're not going... I'm not going over there for Sunday dinner, but Pardo and I are fine. Like he's... Honestly, I think Pardo loves pickleball. I love pickleball and we'll find common ground I heard there. Pardo's wife is an incredible cook. Really? Yeah. 
shows. incredible cook. shows. Hey, I want her to bake me some stuff. I know. I'm telling you, I want, I'm, I'm going to, well, how long? Well, he's got to be back in Utah. He's in Utah right now. Just for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For those, he has a sick core. Remember that event he did? Yeah. That was fun. That was like one of the first ones. Yeah. That was a COVID event, right? So here's, here's an interesting, I don't know if this is a question, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. Um, I know it's after a loss, but I said to a friend, just watch ALW is about to fall off the cliff. Because she looks like she's off a half a step. It says, I wish no one harm. I see her wear sunglasses and her EMF environment is cooking her mitochondria. EMF? EMF. I think that's electromagnetic field. Okay. Okay. I had to Google that. Um, (laughs) Is cooking her mitochondria. If one does not care for the powerhouse of the cell, energy goes down, brain fog goes up, and fatigue steps in. Just watch. So what's the question? Just like, what are they saying? They think that she's that. Yeah. That, that AL is her EMF is hurting her cells and that she's, losing I don't know how to respond to that. Focus. You said you were a doctor. I thought earlier. No, I said, I'm not a doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, if anyone can chime in on that, I actually think that that was very interesting. Um, yeah. Do you guys really believe Colin was injured in the men's final? I think that he had some type of injury. Sure. Do I think that he exaggerated it every time he missed a shot? Yes. Do I think that he is some freaking superhero and he acted like he literally was playing on one leg and he's freaking, I believe someone actually said wounded warrior, which was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's asinine, but yeah, he had some type of injury, but he's fine. How do you lift your mentality up when it's in the gutter? Oh, me? You. Uh, go for it. You can answer, and then I'll chime in afterwards. Um, are we talking just for in general or pickleball? I would pickleball? imagine in pickleball. Yeah. In pickleball, I think that, one, I really do believe that positive affirmations are a big thing. Okay. I think if you tell yourself you suck, and if you get pissed off, and you, you know, I think that you're going to suck. So I think that, that that helps. I think that matters. I think we've got to be kind to ourselves. I know it sounds cliche, but I think you do need to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Um, the second thing is... Focus on something that you know that you're good at. Is there a particular shot? Like, are you good at cross-court dinking? Maybe you need to, that next point, get in, get to the kitchen and just focus on cross-court dinking. You know, focus on something that you know that you're good at and hit a couple of shots just to make you feel comfortable again. I would agree. Uh, go back to the basics. Um, if you're missing shots, just bring in the margins. Don't go for the line so much. Um, I remember growing up when I was playing tennis, it's kind of cheesy, but I made like a little clip book, uh, like a notebook and it had like little rules or suggestions on when I was missing shots that go back to the basics and being able to read those words. Like when I was at a timeout or on changeover, it helped a lot. Just kind of repeating that, like physically reading words. I like that. Yeah. I love that. One, one thing I do too, like just for me personally, like I just played the other day and I miss a couple shots in a row or a couple drives not in a surprising. row. surprising? Yeah, not surprising. I miss a few shots. But I looked at my partner and I do this a lot. And I'll just say, hey, just so you know, my next... And I have to say it out loud or I won't do it. I'll just say, you know, next next third, I'm just dropping middle. All I'm going to do is drop middle. Because that's safe. That's a shot I know that I can hit well. And yeah. Can you? Dude, I'm freaking... Listen, I'm bad at a lot of things at pickleball. <laughs> but my drops are absolutely <laughs> flawless. <laughs> My drops and my backhand, I'm telling you right now, my freaking high backhand and my drops are insane. Everything else, 3-0 at best. 
Jimmy Miller versus Connor Pardo singles rematch. I don't know if it's well. You, you never would, played him in singles, right? No, we never played okay. singles. We played doubles at Red Rock, and he hooked me. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> okay, somebody said Tyler Lung is top blank player in the world. Oh, let's hear let's hear Tyler rank himself. <laughs> All give right, me, so I think list. there's I think there's two parts to the to this question. Number one is going off of pure talent, my ability, and then number two is going off of my results. My okay. results this year have been awful. I probably put myself in like 10 to 15 or something like that. Okay. Last year I ended the year as number five. Um, but if you're going off of pure talent, then I would honestly put myself in the, this is very optimistic. And I know a lot of people nope. will laugh Tyler, at this. Own it. Um, I would say top five, top seven or so. Um, just going off of pure talent. Um, and it's kind of like ju- judging. It's kind of hard to judge like Colin Johns, his results. He's number, he's number one in the world. Number one. Yeah. But off of his pure talent is probably not number one. No, no. I mean, we, we see when so. Colin is away from, yeah, Ben. Right? I, I always say this, but the partners somebody chooses are huge. If you put me with Ben Johns, JW, Riley, Matt, I'm going to be, my results are going to yeah. be very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's where I put myself. My pure talent, just me, I would put myself top five, top 10, but my results this year have not been good. Um, I think probably around 15 or so. Do you think that low? The past two months or so, yeah, they okay. haven't been good. But we're going to turn it around at TLC. Yeah, we're going to turn it around. Yeah. Hayden told me that you guys are going to win it. I hope so, yeah. Hey, Hayden Hayden thinks you're going to win TLC. I think we have a good chance. I, I mean, I, I think the field is wide open. Yeah, I mean, everyone says no one's playing TLC. The only well, people that I know is Ben Johns. Yeah, uh, outside Riley's of that, every, everyone ben else is still are playing. the only two that aren't. Everybody yeah. else everyone is Everyone else is still playing. And Riley's playing with AJ again? Yeah, AJ. Yeah. I yeah. was supposed to play with AJ though that tournament. Yeah, well, you dodged the bullet with that one. <laughs> I like AJ. I like AJ too, but AJ looks like he smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's he funny. does. He just looks like yeah. What do I look like? Do I look like I smell good? You want? Yeah, you want to see? That's what's weird is you do, and it's annoying. <laughs> like you're not ugly. It's weird. All right. Uh, somebody said, "What's Jimmy's assistant GM salary?" So I'm going to uh, preface this. Assistant to the GM. No, I'm assistant GM. I thought you were assistant to the. No, I'm my my okay. title is assistant GM. All I right. just like to say assistant. I don't to think the he GM. wants to disclose that information, but so I did this for the long run. Let's yeah, say. I have heard though that some of these GMs are paid very very well. I've heard multiple GMs are paid well over six digits. Yeah, in fact, I've just to be clear, I heard that ten of the twelve are paid over six figures. Yeah. Um. Well, ten of the twelve or twenty four. Ten, ten of the twelve in in Premier. Gotcha. Like this this, this time. This time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, are paid over, and I don't know how like. Yeah. The wow. only one that's actually told me, I won't say who it was, but somebody actually, there's three or four that told me exactly what they're paid and it's over six figures. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, why does Travis have 3.75 pickleball in the background of tennis socks? I don't know. I haven't seen that. Cause he's weird. I don't, I don't know. Cause he's, I heard he's hurt by the way. Yeah. I think I heard that as well. Yeah. All right. Rank the top five podcasters in the pickleball world. So obviously us number one. Yeah. That we counted as, I mean, I think we're one and two. One and two. Okay. All um, right. Who are the next three? So, man, here's the thing, okay, is I don't, like, view my, many, like, I'm not scared of competition. Mm-hmm. I know who we are. I know what we do on our podcast, and I'm pretty, we're pretty open about it. 
Um, I love the dink. I think Thomas and Zane are great. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that. So they, would you put them at two? Yeah, I'd probably put them at two. I think they or feed three. I guess. Yeah, I think they feed off each other. They do a good job. Thomas um, sucks the life out of the room, yeah. whatever room he's in, though. Yeah, I mean Thomas knows his role. Thomas knows. <laughs> um, I think that it feels right. I'd put right behind them with Rob Nunnery and Adam Stone. Okay. I actually like that one. I think it's great. Okay. And then one that I'm going to put out there that that people need to watch because I think he's actually pretty funny. Is have you watched Sorry Not Sorry with Chris Kelly? I have not. So he goes and he posts the highlight mm-hmm. and then he has himself kind of in the corner and he does like almost like an ESPN, but he makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Almost like the daily show type of thing. But those so, are short clips. That's not. Yeah, but he does a full podcast. Okay. Gotcha. And, and that one's great too. Um, other ones that have moment. I mean, no, and, no love for NML. Dude, NML was rough. I'll be honest. When I listened to that, that was rough. I didn't, I didn't, sorry. Maybe they'll get better. Maybe we were bad our first episode. I don't know, but that was rough. I think Anna and and Dylan have moments, but yeah. Um, James Ignatowicz is, he's okay. You know, at times, like everybody has moments, but those are my, now I'm dragging everyone. That's, that wasn't my intent. Those are my top, but those are my top five. Okay. Okay. Would Tyra and Catherine have the biggest chance to take down Waters and Bright? Well, that's not going to happen because the Waters and Bright are no longer playing together. Um, But what about Tyra and Anna B? It's hard to say. Like they're playing TOC without Annalie there, but Catherine is there playing with Etta. Yeah. So we'll see, right? Yeah. We'll find out. Jimmy, what do you think of Michelle McMahone as a commentator? Michelle McMahon? Yeah. Mish. Mish. Oh, Mish. She listens to this. I know she does. I like Mish. <laughs> Actually, I like, I think she's very professional. I think she does a lot of good things. I think that Mish, and maybe she's been told to do this. So I don't know. Let let us know if this is true. But I think there's a little too much love affair with Ben and Annalie. Like Annalie's not even playing in the women's finals. And she like literally made this comment that said, can Tyra Black win, you know, win... The gold medal without Annalie Waters there. Well, she beat She knows Annalie. what she's doing. Yeah. She's hyping it up. Yeah, but she beat Annalie. It's not like Annalie didn't just show up. She beat her. And so, I, I don't know. I just think there's a little too much love. And I get it. I know that they're the cash cows. And I'm sure that she's been instructed by the PPA. Yeah, those are your cash cows. Yeah. Hype them up. So, some of those, that does bug me a little bit, I'll be honest. But I think her and Fleming, they're, they're professional. They try to do the best Fleming they can. Fleming is hilarious with the memes yeah. when they're cutting his uh, sound bites. Yeah. Yeah. Flem- I mean, Fleming's got, some, what did he say the other day? Yankopotamus or Yanka, Yankasaurus or. Anyways, I, I think they do the best they can. I, I think pickleball is hard to commentate. Yeah. One thing I'll say is I've talked to a lot of these commentators and they're funny. They will not say a lot of things they say off camera. Yeah. They of say. But I Their will. mouth That's just go, me. go, 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 go. Uh, but on camera, very professional. They'll never be recorded saying, saying certain things. This is things. what I think they need. Okay. You, you Monday Night Football has their regular broadcast. And then they have a Manning broadcast where Peyton and Eli Manning just sit there with guests and talk. Yeah. And talk about the game and you watch it. And I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do the, the Miller broadcast. Do we need to get Tyson on? Oh, Jimmy uh, Miller. I thought you were saying uh, Miller Light. Well, I'll get Tyson. I'll get whoever. I think yeah. Tyson actually would probably be okay at it because um, he's never going to play on Championship Sunday anyway, so <laughs> it would fit. Leia would honestly be hilarious. She would slay it. Yeah. 
Um, Lucy actually, I, I found Lucy to be really funny. Yeah, she's funny. And so just have different pros come on. Let me moderate it mm-hmm. and let those pros just freaking talk about the match and be open and honest. And you don't yeah. have to roast people, but just be open and honest. That's about what what's people happening. like though. Yeah. But if someone hits a bad shot, it's okay to say they hit a bad shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Do you know Vulcan will change the colors of their 900 series now that three are illegal colors? Uh, I do not know that. Um, but are they three or is it just the white five? Cause the other ones are like a, well, one of them is a green one, but, it's but a, I think it's a dark. Green. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a different shade of green. So yeah. I think they're fine. I was wondering about this pedal because it does have some of the white around it, but I think it's predominantly black. And so I think they should oh, be fine. fine. Yeah. All right. Should we have more night games like the mixed double semifinals with the Johnsons? Do you like that? Night games? I think the night game was cool. Um, I think it's cool to have other lights, but how do you guys feel about it? Like, is it hard to pick up the ball? Is I it love different? it as long as the lighting is spot yeah. on. Like I love playing under the lights, like, but as long as the lighting's good. Yeah. You don't want it to affect the match. All right. If you could change one rule to MLP, what would it be? For me, I've, I've mentioned this before, but increase the scoring to 25 points rather than 21. I think you need to bring back, you need to bring back the hype, hyping, being able to hype up your teammates. Yeah. I don't know of anyone who actually got in trouble for that though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you bring it back to the extent that like how it was where Lee Waters was running on the court after every single point and it's like three to one and she's sprinting out there. Yeah. But I think you need to bring it back in the sense that that's what, that's what made it exciting. Like let's bring the energy back. Uh, have you guys seen any of the pickleball Twitter parody accounts? Have yeah. you seen any of those? Yeah. Any any favorites out there? Oh, there's a million out there. And they're some are bad, some are mean, some are cruel. Don't you have one out there? Some are funny, some are <laughs> not. People are cruel. All right, I'm a 4.3 duper. My soft game is strong, but I keep losing to aggressive players. Any advice? I would say you need to work more. You need to get your dinks a little bit better. If people are able to speed up off your dinks, then most likely that means that your dinks are not uh, quality enough. They're popping up too much. And work on your counters. Work on your counters, yeah. Work on, the biggest thing that I learned of going from like when you go from 4-0 and you go up to that next level is 4-0s love to speed up and they love to rip. And they're not always smart speed ups and they're not always good speed ups. But the reality is that's how they play. And if you can't counter and you can't slow them back down, Four fives, five O's are going to lose the four O's. Somebody said thoughts, <clears throat> thoughts on punishment for calling a timeout when you don't have one. Like the Chris Weber. Yeah. Like basketball tech. Yeah. So I mean, right now, if you call a timeout and you don't have one, I don't believe anything happens. You just move on. You just don't get the timeout. You just don't get the timeout. Yeah. But should you lose your serve? I think you sh- there should be a penalty for yeah. sure. Yeah. Not, I think you should lose your serve or yeah. even if you're a one, you go to a two. Yeah. 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 Lose but your what serve. if you're a two, then you just you, side out. Yeah. Side out. Okay. I, I like, agree. I like that. I was playing um, against Frank Anthony Davis in a grueling match Speaking and it was in his the, Twitter is weird. <laughs> and then in the third game, he called a timeout, but he didn't have one and I didn't know the ruling on it and I wanted him to get penalized for it because it was super close, yeah. uh, but nothing happened. It just, did you say something to Tyson about that beetle? 
He had oh, like a yes. bug fly on him and yeah. he like acted like he was getting attacked by a swarm of bees. So it was a massive bee. It was honestly the size of a quarter, probably bigger than that. And yeah. it was just kind of buzzing around and it was kind of go, going at Tyson's hair or in something his, like the, that. In the mullet? In the mat. You can yeah. smell the grease. <laughs> exactly. And so he's like, hey, 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 stop. And so we eventually stopped the point and they awarded him a redo. But I said, hey, like what constitutes a let? Like what if I just see a fly or a bug? Can I call a let on that? Or a redo? Dude, you should have went full Eric Lang and Nasty Nelson though. Yeah. You should have hit him. Yeah. Eric Lang would have. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because, I interesting. mean, that, it was a massive bee. Um, or I don't even know what it was. It was a, be- a beetle or something. Yeah, it was massive. They had like flying beetles there. Yeah. That but little, if yeah. you're able to call a hindrance on that, what what's to say you can't call one on a fly or on a moth or yeah. on a cotton or a leaf or something, something like that? in your eye, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's so, true. That's what I was going about. It's like, where does the line stop? <laughs> Do you think Tyra could be a consistent upset against Annalie? Mm, I think it's going to take a long time to consistently beat Annalie. Um. You know, but I think on any given day, yeah, she could beat her. But I would say if they played 10 times, it's probably eight or nine to Emily. Mm-hmm. But I think Tyra is, and truthfully, I don't think singles is Tyra's best event. I think she's gonna she's better at doubles than singles. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be better at doubles than singles. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, Annalie is still, Annalie is still the number one player, even though it's it's one loss. Yep. You know, if you had to, if you had a million dollars and you had to put it on, on Annalie or Tyra, you're going to put it on Annalie. If you had to put it on Ben or Yates Johnson, you're going to put it on Ben. Yep. Checking your phone during timeouts. Do you do it? Do you know other pros who do it? Lots of pros do it. Lots of pros do it. Um, I was playing with uh, An- or Leia Jansen last year, and she kept checking her phone. And it was kind of bothering me, but then I realized she was checking a lot for diabetes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So for some players, they have conditions or they have to do it. Um, but some- I'll tell you this. Leia Jansen... She's she texts and vents during timeouts. Sure, sure. She's a she. I think it just is like therapeutic for her. Mm-hmm. And like during timeouts, in between games, she'll just. Some, Should she, it be penalized or allowed? Yeah, why, I mean, it's no different. It's not like I, I think it's fine. I don't think it affects anything. You're on your bench. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it during like like somebody looked at their watch and was was it you? Did you look at your watch during a game? Oh, I get texts and notifications all the time. I don't turn my watch off. Oh, you don't? Yeah. I, I, it, funny story. I was playing against Ben Johns and I kept getting these notifications like news sources and stuff like that. Um, and I went and rewatched the match and the commentators was like, oh, he's checking his heart rate, his his fitness oh, and everything like yeah. that. And it was me just checking or getting out of all these news yeah. stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I mean, really though, a lot of those players, like even Tyra, I don't know if you saw in her interview, she said that like she likes to go on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just kind of something that she does to just kind of calm her nerves and just, yeah. you know, so yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's great. I think it's, like I said, it's therapeutic for some people. It's not like you can really even get coaching. It's a minute. So, all right. Winding down. Uh, who does Jimmy love more? Tyler Lung, Brendan Long or Brendan Lung? I mean, Brendan Lung. Cause it's both of them combined. There you go. Right. <laughs> Uh, borderless paddle versus boarded. I'm assuming they're talking about yeah. the edge guard. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, I know those, those pro Kenex ones used to have no edge guards. I've never played with one. Honestly, I've never really loved them. Mm-hmm. Gearbox doesn't have one. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I like having the edge guard. Uh, what are your both best and worst losses and wins? 
Do you have any notable wins? I mean, your notable losses against Pardo, apparently. Yeah, Pardo is my notable loss. Okay. I mean, yeah, dude, I've got I've got some tourney wins in my day. Me and Scotty J have a big one. Against who? Well, I mean, it was a local, well, I think it was a 5 0. Who was it against? I didn't even know who we beat. It was a round robin. <laughs> but just, well, you just have to name win. names. But the whole tournament you is have to a name win. names. Me and Scotty J, he was wearing his orange. Shocking. We rolled it. Scott Johnston. Hey, he's he's taking numbers on the senior pro. He is the senior pro. He's like a top five player right now. Yeah. Scott Johnson, he's uh always wears orange. If you see a guy at a tournament and nothing but orange, that's him. Even his car is orange. True story. Who do you think my best wins and best losses are? I think your best win is Ben Johns. Okay. In singles. Okay. Right? You beat him in singles. With a Z five paddle. With a Z five. Yeah. I think that's your best win. I'm going to counter that. I have a couple others. Okay. I think your biggest loss, man, I'm going to say when you, I don't know, you've got, you've got a couple losses <laughs> to local guys that I don't love. Oh, local doesn't count. This, this is no, approach. but I mean like in a tournament, like, and I know it was, but like Mario and Jeannie backdraw. I know, but and mixed doubles. Yeah, with Tyra and like her second. Yeah, I don't know. Who you tell me? Best wins. I mean, Ben Johns obviously great. U.S. Open mixed doubles. We played the Newmans, and I was I was with a partner who is now playing in the senior league. Who? Alex Hamner. Oh, I think she's coming to TOC by the way. And me and her, we beat the Newmans. You beat the Newmans. Okay, yeah. that's big. That is that's maybe one of my most impressive ones. That's huge. What not about? not because of the Newmans, but because my partner, she is now playing in the yeah. seniors. I'd love to that see. shows how good Alex Hamner is. Exactly. She carried me. Okay, so let me ask you this. Who is a lot? What's a loss that you still think about that just stings? Um, I can't remember what year. I was playing with uh, Rafa Ziebenschein, I think. We were playing against Tyson and Matt Goble in nationals and we had match point and they hit a serve that was at least one to two inches out. And I thought my partner was going to call it yeah. and he thought I was going to call it and we ended up playing the points and we ended up losing the entire match and we oh had match gosh. point and had we just called it out, it was out by one to two inches. And really? at the end of the match, we, uh, the ref came up to us and said, you should have asked me if I saw it cause I would have called it out. Crazy. Yeah. And then we would have been, I think in the semis maybe. Dang, that's hurt. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Crazy. Um, there's this yeah. one guy who wrote in like 10 questions. What's he got? Me. Give us one or two more. Did you watch Kohler Newman versus Wilson Arnold game two? AJ Meltdown? Yeah, AJ, AJ, we've said oh. it before about AJ. He's streaky. Okay. Um, skipping over that. How did Iggy make a quick and successful transition from tennis, but query and others cannot? That's a good question. Um I think one one of the things is that who he trains with. I mean, like I don't know how you can't get better training with. Okay, let me back up. One thing is he's 21, 22 years old. Queries what thirty five ish. Yeah. So that's that's one issue. Query and and the thing is is query is unlearning thirty five years of tennis at a very high level. Ignatovich is unlearning ten years of tennis, mm-hmm. right? Second thing is he trains every day with Anna Bright, with Annalie, with Tyra, with 
Carvalho with, I mean, J-Dub. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane. Like, it's probably hard to not get better. Okay. And then, and then the other thing with Query is, yeah, I mean, he's, nobody's really sure how serious he's taking pickleball right now. Yep. So. The number one thing for me is Query, do you know what, what made him good in tennis? From no. what I remember? No. His serve. Yeah. Serve is not that big of a deal in yeah. pickleball. Yeah. He's like six, what, six, eight, six, nine. He's definitely He tall. can't move as good as a lot of these other players. Yeah. Um, he's having to bend over. I mean, height is good in pickleball, but once you get to a certain point, then too much is a negative. Yeah. Um, his mobility, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, do you think though that Ignatovich's nervous tick of always freaking split stepping 7,000 times? is affecting his endurance. I think it, if it is not yet, I think it will for sure in yeah, the future. He's got to figure that out, right? Uh, but to answer that question, I would just say, I truly think uh, pickleball is a different skill set. I think tennis helps and these other sports, racquetball, ping pong, I think they help, but it's a different skill set. And we've talked about this before. There's, there's tennis players that I know for a fact would kill me on the court, but they are not good in pickleball. I don't know why they can't make that connect, but I think yeah. it's a different skill set. I agree. Um, another question. I really wanted to watch Tyler and James play Lowe's cab, but I didn't see any of your games, um, that were streaming on the courts aside from the PPA's video. Is there anyone else that was streaming? I did not see anyone that was streaming those, uh, matches. Um, they were good matches. It was probably an hour 15 match. Yeah. That's, what I, heard. that's what I heard that you <laughs> guys, long. yeah, that you guys went forever, went three games with Tyson yep. and Brendan yep. and Brendan and ended up losing in the third. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then you and Tyra went three with Tyson and Lacey. Yeah. Or no, we, sh- I think we should have gone oh, that's three. Right. It was yeah. 14, 12. Yeah. That's right. 14, 12. Something like that. Yeah. All right. And then this guy just says, I'm going to keep these coming. I know there's a secret discord server and I get it. I won't be able to join in those. However, I'm having trouble finding any pickleball discord. Um, every link is broken or expired. Um, do you have any recommendations? I there, think there's quite a few out there. There's still. a couple out there. So Connor Garnett has his own discord. Now there's another discord that's called Dylan Frazier's underworld. That one, honestly, it's not a secret. You can, you can find it. Go, go check out Odoth's Instagram page. I actually think he has a link to it on his Instagram page. Um, yeah, most of them are pretty public. So go check them out. A lot of good pickleball stuff. Sometimes you'll see some pros stopping from time to time. Um, Diehard fans, diehard. And the, honestly, the the people that post in the Dylan Frazier one are, first of all, they're salt of the earth, like really good people for mm-hmm. the most part. But they are as big of pickleball fans and junkies. Like if you want, if you want a GM for your next MLP team, pluck one from there. <laughs> Cause they know more than most of these GMs, yeah. I promise you. So, anyways. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, that's wrapping it up. Uh, another long one in the books. Anything yeah. else you'd like to add or brush up on? No, but I'm pumped this week, T-O- next week, TOC. So if you're going to TOC, come say hi to me. I'll be there. Re- real quick, somebody just commented on one of our previous YouTube videos, and I'm assuming this is referring to Jimmy. They said, calling Tyson inauthentic based solely on him dissing your podcast is simply ignorant. Having spent several days around him, and I am a nobody to him, he is just a good, genuine dude. That's great. I'm glad he's a genuine <laughs> dude to you, but the reality is is he wasn't. it wasn't him dissing our podcast. It was him. He actually sent a very nice text saying that he liked our podcast. And so the inauthenticity 
comes when he tells, sends us a text saying he likes our podcast and then goes and tells other people that he wants to choke me out and hates my guts. So I think that that's a little bit different. That's where the inauthenticity comes from. I'm, he can hit our podcast all he wants. Like I'm fine with that. I don't have any issue with that. People are going to love us. People are going to hate us. It is what it is. But don't say you hate us or you love us and then turn around to somebody else. That's where that's the definition of not being authentic. Great. Right? Anything else? No, that's it. I oh. think it's good. I'm excited. Let's go TOC. You and Vivian Glasman and Hayden. Big and H. Hayden. So you're going young, dude. You're going yeah. young, young bucks. Um, real quick. The show would not be possible without our sponsors. Pickler shop. Use code KOTC for your next paddle bag gear or anything you want to check out. Uh, Crown pickleball. We love them. They are our OG sponsor. Yes. Uh, do you want to keep playing with broken or wobbly balls? If not, Use code yeah. KOTC to get them. Jimmy. Mod balls. Love them. Clean, feel, energy. Modballs.com. Mod Use code KOTC. KOTC. Last but not least, we Vulcan. got Vulcan. Guys, I'm telling you right now, check out that 700 paddle. Demo it. Well, they can't check it out. It's not available yet. August 24th. It's like two <laughs> weeks. You can demo it. You can. I'm telling you, people are going to love it. Okay. We yeah. will see you next time. Also, we have a fun um, interview that we did with Lucy Kovalova that I think we'll be releasing this Sunday. Uh, so make sure to turn on notifications. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. subscribe right there, uh, that button. Blink. Boom. Uh, share it with your friends and family and whoever you want. And we will yeah. see you guys next time. Let's do it.